Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 6 of the Unrefined Jagoff. I'm your host, Ian Cavelli, also known as King Beefneck, fattest neck in all the land, or Grandpa Silly Times, your internet audio grandfather, or this generation's less successful Andy Rooney, or whatever made-up name I felt like going by for this episode. If you're just tuning in for the first time, or just haven't really figured out the concept of the show yet, this podcast is a collection of my stories, quotes, ideas, incoherent ramblings, and whatever I feel like filling the time with. Well, it's back to school season for many, which, depending on who you are, could be a good or a bad thing. I was sort of a late bloomer with academia, meaning I flunked a bunch of my classes my first two years of high school before I realized I had to get my shit together. My teachers always told my parents that I was always respectful, but never did my work and tended to get myself in trouble a lot. Because of this, I spent plenty of time in detention over the years. In fact, when I was in third grade, I had three detentions I remember pretty well. The first was probably my own fault, but I can't remember if I was provoked or not. Basically, this girl that looked kind of like Minkus from Boy Meets World always just kind of pissed me off. So one day I just spit on her. That's detention number one! Another time I was in lunch and this little dingus kid thought it'd be funny to hold my head down under the table. Until he got his thumb too close to my mouth and I bit down on it as hard as I could. Then he let go and the teacher came by to break things up. Now, from kindergarten to fourth grade, I went to Ohio Public Schools, and most of the teachers were terrible. So we both got detentions, despite the other kid being like, Oh, why is he getting a detention? He didn't even start it! Anyway, that was detention number two. The last one makes me kind of wonder if I was just the weirdo I remember being as a kid, or if I was more of a bully than the kids I thought were bullies. I think I just had a short temper. I had this one friend, I think his name was Barf or something. One of the first times I really remember talking to him was when he prank called me from the school directory saying, Hey, it's me, Justin, from school, and kept it going way longer than he probably should have. It took him like half an hour just to tell me who it really was because honestly, I think he was just lonely. We were friends, but for some reason I always remember him being a bully because he was bigger than me. But he never wanted to leave when we hung out. One time during recess, he wanted to play tag, and the monkey bars were the safe zone. I'm not good at tag because I'm not good at running, and I was it almost immediately. Everyone else just stuck to the monkey bars, and I eventually got frustrated. Barf just kept laughing at me, and so I got fed up and pulled his fingers right off the bars, causing him to fall to the ground and start crying. So that was detention number three. I'll be honest, third grade was pretty rough. My dad had to work in Japan the entire year, some kid ran into me while playing basketball and I got stitches in my lip for the first time, and I'm 100% sure all my teachers hated me. Fifth grade was a bit different. It was the year we moved to Illinois, and a lot changed that year. But one thing definitely didn't. I was still a jagoff. It was the year I met my best friend, Daniel. He said, you wanna play tag? And I said, sure! And a couple minutes later I got bored and wandered away. 18 years later and we're still lazy best friends. There's plenty of memorable kids from 5th grade, like there were these two brothers that I'd always see on the playground and in church, and they both had the nastiest rat tail haircuts I've ever seen, and uh, rat teeth. I'm 80% sure they were lab rats exposed to human growth hormone and radiation. Another kid, let's call him Dorko. You know how some kids are just asking to get beaten up? Well, Dorko was one of those kids. He wore sweatpants and weird t-shirts every day, his mom would sometimes bring him McDonald's in the cafeteria but not his sister, and he looked like he was perpetually sweaty. One day, we were all supposed to give suggestions on which movie to watch in class, and he started giddily shouting, Kiki's Delivery Service! Kiki's Delivery Service! We should watch Kiki's Delivery Service! 
Kiki's delivery service! And everyone just ignored him. Except me, apparently, because it still makes me laugh. One time on the playground, we decided to be a group of little shits and started chasing him, saying like we were going to beat him up or something. He tried running away, and we weren't really trying to catch him anyway. It was just funny watching him try and run away from us. Eventually, he told the teacher on us, and our fifth grade teacher was actually pretty cool, so she just asked us to tell her the whole story. When Dorco told his side, he started crying in the middle, and the teacher stopped him to say, Dorco, come on. You weren't crying before. I think the most trouble I got in that year was probably in gym class. I always either got in trouble in gym for being lazy or being an asshole, so this time it was the latter. While playing kickball, I got fed up and yelled, This sucks! And the teacher said, Ian, do you want to go to the principal's office? And I said, Okay! And went to the bathroom. I eventually made my way to the principal's office and sat around for a really long time until he called me in. He looked like he was a dork growing up and became a principal just to yell at kids to make up for his childhood. He started off calm, just asking why I was there, and I wouldn't tell him. I just kept saying I didn't do anything, that my gym teacher just told me to go there. Eventually, he started yelling at me with his eyes popping out of his head, Quit beating around the bush! What did you do? Quit beating around the bush! Until I told him and he sent me back to class. I walked in crying for some reason, and everyone still thought I was a total badass for storming out of gym. Kids are weird. One more thing I always think about from grade school is, if you went to public school and ever puked on yourself or peed or shit yourself, you had to be prepared to wear the community pants. The community pants were an ill-fitting pair of sweatpants that sometimes had a half-peeled-off school logo, a worn-out elastic waistband about five sizes too big, and they've probably never been washed. It makes you wonder if you'd be uh, less embarrassed just walking around in your own pee-stained pants instead. Speaking of embarrassment, Middle school is the height of it. Anyone that liked middle school is a liar and a sadist because puberty is the most uncomfortable time of your life, especially if you're a non-athletic dork who can't get over a socially awkward hurdle for at least 10 more years. Puberty was the beginning of a downward spiral for me. 6th grade honor roll, 7th grade C average, 8th grade I'm friends with a kid who thinks triangles have two angles. That being said, middle schoolers are assholes. We used to make fun of our friend for using too much salt on his tater tots, going, SALT! 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 and telling everyone he loves salt. I mean, to be fair, he did lick the salt off the bottom of the cup, and he was one of our friends. No one is nice in middle school. Everyone is a hormonal mess. At the time of writing this episode, I'm having a hard time thinking of any really good middle school stories, possibly because I blocked them all out of my memory. I'm sure a lot of people have done the same. I can't really put a funny spin on most of the stories I do think of, so if I do, I'll put that in a future episode. But for now, let's do something I like to call a break. Oh, hello there, listener. What a pleasant surprise. This is the part of most shows where the host advertises something so they'll pay him. But this isn't most shows. I still don't have any sponsors. Feel free to transfer your life savings into my account. No amount is too little or too much. Like the theme song? Well, there's a Satan's Basement album coming out pretty soon, and uh, you can go on bandcamp.com and download any uh, Satan's Basement album you want. Any of them! You could download The Astronaut King, DJ Fartbot, Ian Cavelli, or even The Kings of Brimpstep, Tropical Pine Fruits. Pay whatever you want. Maybe like a bazillion dollars, perhaps? Just start typing in the number 9 until it tells you to stop. Anyway, enough attempts at... uh, trying to get people to listen to my music. So, back to the show! Nothing really prepares you for high school. Everyone tells you how much harder college and the real world will be afterward, but high school was pretty rough for me. 
Worse than working retail, and believe me, I hated retail. I got into a lot of trouble in high school, mostly freshman and sophomore year, and failed a bunch of classes. That didn't really help me out junior year applying for colleges when my guidance counselor with his lazy eye, wart face, and shit breath basically told me I wasn't getting into any colleges. Joke's on him, I got better grades in college and graduated, and still ended up in a shitty job. Teenagers walk this line of feeling invincible and suicidal every day, and I was a bad combination of stubborn, lazy, restless, and angry. That was always my problem. I didn't do my work, and I didn't want to do my work. Prime examples include Spanish class. There's a good reason Hugo de Naranjas is the longest phrase in Spanish I know. Yeah, orange juice. I failed Spanish so hard that I got a 30%. You have to try to fail in order to get a grade that low, and I think I did. On my final or midterm, whichever it was, I only lasted the first semester, I just filled out my Scantron sheet with a bunch of zigzags so I could draw comics for the rest of the hour. There was a girl in my class that annoyed the hell out of me, and I don't remember exactly why, I just didn't like her. She'd pronounce all the words really wrong, like, uh, Hamon was JAMBONE! And I think one day I growled at her because I didn't want her to borrow my book or something. I don't really remember what I growled at her for, but the most important part is that I growled at her, and the next day I had a new assigned seat. Freshman year, I was a jokey doofus and got myself in trouble by trying to be funny all the time. Sophomore year, I fell asleep in most of my classes and just really didn't care about anything. Well, except video games and death metal. I fell asleep so many times in my English 2 class that I don't know how I passed. At least me still speak good. I think my keyboarding teacher only gave me a passing grade to get rid of me. In keyboarding class, we would mostly retype essays out of a book, turn them in, and get graded based on accuracy and copying from the original. Making exact copies was never really something that interested me, so after a while I'd just start changing a few words here and there to keep myself entertained. At first, my teacher wasn't really noticing or paying attention and only marked off for formatting errors, but once she caught on and started noticing, she started giving me zeros. After a few instances of me replacing paragraphs with my own stories, throwing numbers randomly into words, and failing assignments, she gave me a detention for one that she thought was inappropriate. It was basically just her and I sitting in a classroom silently for an hour while I drew a ninja turtle with a serious mutation problem like an arm growing out of his back or something. I don't have the exact essay that caused the detention, but here's one that led up to it. Now, I'm warning you before I start reading this, this is actually pretty hard to read because it's an old copy and I typed it really badly, but here it goes. Effective commands. Communication is the thread that binds our society together. Effective communications are able to use the thread communication skills to shape the future. To be an effective communicator, one must know how to put words together that communicate thoughts, ideas, and feelings. These thoughts, ideas, and feelings are then expressed in writing or delivered orally. Some individuals are immortalized because of their ability to put words together. A few examples of those who have been immortalized are Patrick Henry, Nathan Hale, Abraham Lincoln, and Winston Churchill. Consider the impact of their messages. Patrick Henry. Words will move people to action. Patrick Henry words were a moving force behind one of the spanks that ignited the revolutionary wart in 1989. The impact of that revolution is known well to all Americans. Many Americans are familiar with his speech uh, to the Second Virginia Convention on March 23, 1778890. The most familiar part of his speech is, I know not what course others may take, but give me liberty or a slab of bacon. Nathan Hale. 
Words show an individual's commitment and can be very inspirational. Nathan Hale needed only these 14 words to show his commitment to his cause. I only regret that I never told a lie. That was the only fault of my awesome crime and those meddling kids. Those words are committed to memory by many and are still inspiring. Abraham Lincoln. One of the most famous speeches ever delivered was Lincoln's Gettysburg Address. Kane refers to this speech as an immortal address. It is debatable as to whether the opening lines, Four score and seven years ago, our fathers conceived three children. Now they weren't pretty, but they were the best they could do, because there was no mother. But they did destroy the underworld of sandwiches. Are familiar to most Americans. Winston Churchill. Winston Churchill delivered another speech of significant magnitude. Since he was British, it was hard to understand how ugly he was. He wasn't motivational, he was just smelly. Smelly like a fox! Allied cause. We shall go on to the end. We shall fight oceans. We shall fight with the dawning confidence and groin serenity in the air and bitera deferent our island, whatever the cost may be. We shall fight on the beaches. The fight was a bad one. He shot the guy with the suit. The guy with the suit was angry, but dead, so he forgot why he was angry. It's hard being angry when you're dead. Oh well, it's time to stink. Won't you take me to Funky Town? Won't you take me to Funky Town? Won't you gob sandwich meat dog marker farm smell? And the liberation of the old. The power of written and spoken word can have a significant if I were five a a sandwich bumblebee booger five doofus verfazadir seven sepala seven. Not everyone can be immortalized by their words, but everyone can have an impale on those with show they a writing by writing skilled at using the wire and spooked worked. So that's it. After serving time in detention, I had to straighten up just so I could take a webpage design class I signed up for the next semester and just barely made it to a D in the class. Probably just so she wouldn't have to see me again the next semester. I feel like a majority of the times I've gotten myself in trouble over the years has been because I found myself to be funnier than most everyone else around me has. I had one teacher pull me out of class to basically tell me that I need to make less dumb jokes. Not to stop, just to be less disruptive. It was a good lesson, and he actually was a cool teacher, but I can't say I followed through with it soon enough. My one science teacher was either really patient with me, or just didn't care. I told one of my friends that I heard she moved to Switzerland with her husband after we graduated, and he said, that's just a nice way of saying she died. But I'd like to think it's not one of those situations like a parent trying to lie to their kid about their dead goldfish. Anyway, I used to dick around in her class a lot and never really learned anything. One time we watched a video and took notes, and all of my notes were pretty much like, people burn a bonfire and go beep! So-and-so is a great band, and blah blah blah, and she gave me 5 out of 5. The other kid at my table got upset because he took actual notes and only got a 3 out of 5. I'd make fun of her, but honestly, she did me a huge favor by not flunking me, so I hope she's enjoying Switzerland, or heaven, whichever it is. There's not really enough time for me to tell every story of me being a slacker and getting myself in trouble, so I'm going to derail things a bit before I wrap things up and talk about 80s and 90s cartoon intros. There's two distinct categories of Saturday morning cartoon themes that really stick in memory. 
The first being the ones with the badass wailing guitar solos like King Arthur and the Knights of Justice, where it's like, or the others like Power Rangers and SWAT Cats, where they're still pretty cool. I wish those were still a thing. Category two is the catchy jingle types, and the one that's probably the most confusing to me that I can think of is Denver the Last Dinosaur. It goes, Denver the Last Dinosaur, he's my friend and a whole lot more. And what the hell does that mean? A whole lot more? Is he banging that dinosaur? Does the dinosaur bang him? Either way, that sounds unethical at best, painful, and inappropriate for kids. I barely remember what the show is even about, so it's a I think it's safe to assume that that kid banged that dinosaur. Fast forward to today's TV. You don't really hear nearly as many wailing guitar solos or jingly type ones, but I'm not sure if they'd really work. But come on, wailing guitar solos always work. Speaking of things on TV that don't work, have you ever seen someone try and swipe a credit card in a commercial? For some reason, they always swipe the wrong side of the card, the side without the strip, which doesn't work. Maybe now that there's a chip this will slowly fade out of existence, but seriously, use your own product correctly in your ads if you're trying to sell it. Next time you watch a toothpaste ad, watch them brush. I have never once seen an ad for toothpaste where they actually use toothpaste while they're brushing. What, don't trust the actors using your product? Why should we trust some guy dry brushing his teeth in the mirror, staring at himself and smiling with all their teeth? It's fucking creepy! It's not gonna get them to use, it's not gonna get their teeth clean. Use your damn product in the commercial if you want people to buy it. If they aren't foaming at the mouth while brushing their teeth, they're not doing it right. Well, that's about it for episode 6. Tune in next time for episode 7, where I talk about something. I haven't written it yet, so I can't really say much more than that. Remember to rate, subscribe, and share with everyone you know. Hell, share it with everyone you don't know. That's way more people. Follow my goings-on at Unrefined Jagoff on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, Facebook, and whatever social medias I'm on. Once again, I'm your host, Ian Cavelli. All writing, recording, and production is done by me in my bedroom studio. Music by Satan's Basement, and remember to support the arts, humanities, public media, your local comic book stores, and of course, each other. Don't be dicks to each other, show empathy, and be a good person where it counts. That's it for this episode. Now please leave. Go home. Get out. Wait, come back! Ah, I changed my mind. Never mind. Bye! That is the show. That is the show. That is the show. That is the show. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me.